Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you're at, the time is recording. This is episode 125 of the Strictest On Podcast, also known as DRZP on YouTube, if you search us by that. Yeah, it's definitely been a while, but we're back. A lot of football topics to come with a lot of football today, even though it's preseason. This official season starts September 7th. I believe the Jets played the Chiefs. I think that's what starts it off. Am I right, Kendrick? Or, yeah. So with that being said, even though it's preseason right now, you know, if you're a football fan, you're probably watching it right now. But if you do, stay, take some time out the day to take a listen to us. And while we go ahead and dive right into the episode, man, Kendrick, how are you doing? Introduce yourself to the people, man. Kendrick, I think you're muted. You're definitely muted because I thought it was my AirPods. Wow. Listen, listen. I'm already I'm already stirring off bad. This is crazy. It's already I'm uh, I'm supposed to be the smartest man on the podcast and I can't even unmute my mic. This this is already not, bad, but back to what I was saying. Bad. Back to what I was saying, you know, it's the smartest man on the podcast, and I had to get a fresh lineup for this. You see this, right? You see yes, my barber hey. got his own personal protractor <laughs> with his clippers. I swear to God. Nah. He's a different guy. I will say that because it's super sharp, man. It's super sharp. Greg, introduce yourself to the people, man. Introduce yourself to the fans out there. Yeah. Uh, it is, I don't know. I got a, I'm a man of many names. I could say the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Um, I could be, I could say I'm the, I'm the man that's just be shaking and baking and three cheese shaking every chance I get. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> Let's just stick with those two for right now. We can uh, keep it going. Oh, Wait, man. I got one more. I got one more guest that wants to say hello. Oh, man. Bring you know the regular. It's the dog. It's the dog. She wants to say hello. Got to bring out the guest, man. Got to bring out the guest. Listen, man. Uh, he he got his own yeah. little predictions, too. You know? Um, I don't, yes. did, he make any, did he make any predictions in the last episode, Kendrick? No, no, no. Nah, she just wanted to say hi, that's all. Uh, okay. Just so she brings a new definition to the word restricted. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. With that being said, we've got right in the episode 125. Like I said, preseason right now, even a couple of games. I think the Eagles are playing right now. I think that's who they're actually playing yep. right now. With the Browns. They're playing the Browns. Browns, yep. the Browns. Okay, I was right. So they're playing the Browns right now. So, you know, a lot of games are being played right now, but we're going to bring it back. And we're going to talk about some of the teams that are entering this season. Well, of course, if you're a fan of football, you have a particular fan of a team, you probably think, hey, my team probably has a shot to do something amazing this year. <laughs> whether what aspirations, whether, you know, Super Bowl or, hey, making the playoffs or just seeing some progress if you're just in the bottom. But I definitely want to throw this out because every single year we got teams that people put a lot of expectations on and they believe they are the best of the best, the cream of the cop. And, Frankly, that's just not true. So, but you know what? I want to start with Kendrick, and I want to swing it down further before I start the game. I mean, listen, man. Give me a list of your three to five teams who you think has been getting highly put on the pedestal. Uh, like he's got some. Listen, he's got something he want to say, man. I think he's got his picks, man. He's got his picks. Listen, as long as it's not the Eagles included in that list, I don't really care. <laughs> But, you know, go ahead, Kendrick. Give me three, at least three to five teams you think has been hyped up in the preseason, over the summer, probably a little bit into the offseason as well. And you just don't think they can really meet the expectations. 
Um, so listen, I'll be honest with you. I really, it's really tough for me to answer this question because, like, I don't really see a lot of teams that are technically overrated for real, for mm. real. But I mean, if I had to pick a team that I feel like that people have a high, a very high expectation for that right. is going to have a drastic downfall if they don't meet it, one is the Jets. You know, you, you went out and got Aaron Rodgers. You got that. That means you got to win right now. You put in your number two pick of what a few years ago, but mm. as a second string and putting all your money in Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, in retrospect, there is a long term uh, a thing to it as well. Dealing with that, you know, Zach Wilson can learn from Aaron Rodgers. He can learn a lot. He can become better. So in the long, mm-hmm. it's a right, it's a win right now. But it's also a win for the future if if he can develop better with Aaron Rodgers as his like as his like mentor basically yes um so I feel like and like you know the Jets defense is there it really just solely depends on how Aaron Rodgers how that team comes together with Aaron Rodgers at the helm and see if they can get to the playoffs or even make it to a conference championship aka or the Super Bowl you feel me um another team that I think has uh very high expectations to do a lot of things um is the Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins it's like Miami Dolphins was good when Tua was playing. But if Tua's not playing, then it's it's really tough. It's really tough. So if he can stay healthy, they have some high expectations. Or they might be in the same um same boat they are in last year if they um aren't careful, you know, especially with Tua's health. Of course. Of um course. let's see. Are we looking at any teams from the uh, NFC? I don't want to say the Cowboys is overrated because I mean oh. Cowboys on Cowboys. You feel me? I feel like until they really show me otherwise, the Cowboys going Cowboys until the day uh, the Cowboys stop Cowboys. You feel me? So Cowboys stop Cowboys. <laughs> so um, I feel like if I had to give the three teams, I'm definitely going to do Jets, Dolphins, and by default, got to do the Cowboys because every year is their year. Okay, so I do want to. So I think it's a solid list. I can't complain. Before I swing it to you, Greg. So in terms of Aaron Rodgers. In terms of you know, him going to the Jets, uh, what's your personal expectations for the Jets? More so, what do you think Aaron Rodgers can Super Bowl. accomplish? Wow, that that that's that's it. That's I mean, what else is there? Anything below that is a fail to me. Yeah, uh, the Jets Super Bowl. Okay. Um, no. Nah, I mean, I it's with Aaron Rodgers. Like you got, like you got to think of who. Like I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying that. But I'm I'm not saying that just because I'm saying that because it's literally they they got they went and got Aaron Rodgers they literally went and traded for Aaron Rodgers and gave up whatever uh, trade compensation they had to to get him and with him even taking a pay cut he's looking to win he wants to win a Super Bowl so you know so I feel like that's 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 their goal that's the thing it got to be Super Bowl or bust that's literally it. You know what? Because, you know, the, the Jets have such a long-standing reputation. I have been ignoring some of the moves they had been making. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers did take a pay cut. You definitely pointed that out. That's a, a definitely a reminder for me. Aaron Rodgers with the Jets in the Super Bowl, just, I don't know. You don't never channel the guy like Aaron Rodgers, though. I think your buddy here has some disagreements uh, with you. I think he wants to say something. But I feel like he doesn't like that, that Jets uh, statement. He doesn't like it at all. Uh, Greg. Uh, no, nah, not a fan. Not a fan at all. Well, Greg, you know, I definitely want to swing it to you, but in terms of Kendrick's uh, answer about the Jets before I swing the question to you, do you think the Jets are a Super Bowl team? Do you, and, you know, Kendrick said it's really Super Bowl or bust. Is that it for them? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what the expectation is going to be. I mean, you don't have um, a defense like that, and you don't start off, what, 6-2, and 6-3 last year without the expectation and recognize that you finished the year 7-9 and and recognize that if you – if the statement like uh, all they're all they're missing is a quarterback away, and then you get said quarterback, that like the 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 franchise's expectation isn't um isn't a Super Bowl. They also gave Quentin Williams a lot of money. They invested in Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut. You know, like if you watch Hard Knocks, you know, uh, solid. Like I would say that the Jets have the deepest running back room in the league with Brees Hall oh, yes. and Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Um, leading the way, and then they also had two $10 million wide receivers, um, and they also have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year from last year, and an all-pro, in, uh, who, and one of the defensive players of the year was an all-pro, um, and Sauce Gardner, and then they also had another all-pro in Quentin Williams. So the defense got is, is rock solid, um, and offensively, they have the skill position-wise, they have the talent to kind of just go out and um, and execute and do well uh, this year. The biggest thing, and as we watch Hard Knocks, you know, everyone's been talking about it, you know, uh, you know, Salah's, like, message to the team was that, like, they have all these different things, but if they don't get the, the play up front, um, none of that stuff is going gonna, is gonna to matter. Makai Becton's coming back from in- injury. You know, a lot of the other offensive linemen, they've kind of had suspect play so far this year. But I do think that, like, if um, if the um, – I do think if they shore up their offensive line, they'll be in a good spot um, come the rest of the season. And honestly, I think the starting the, – the starters day one on the offensive line aren't necessarily the offensive linemen that have been shown in practice and shown in preseason games thus far. Some of them are coming back from injury. Some of them um, are just like they're holding them out um, to kind of preserve them for the regular season. So the day one starters, I think once everyone is healthy, um, I think if they live, if they play up to their potential, they can be a, they can be a solid like offensive um, line. They can have a solid offensive line for the team barring any injury. Um, So we'll see. No, you pointed out they do have two. They have two ten million dollar receivers, and you made out some definitely some key points about the Jets. I'm definitely a little bit more optimistic about them. Still not sure about the Super Bowl, but definitely uh, look favorably upon them though. But that Greg, but I'm gonna swing the question to you. So Kendrick gave at least three, three of the teams that you know feel like, in his opinion, it was not necessarily Kendrick. You didn't say they were overrated, but what what was the term you wanted to use? Uh, more so, they have the highest expectations. The highest expectations. So, with that being said, Kendrick, what do you think? Let's rephrase that. What do you think? Give me your three to five teams who you think has the most highest expectations in terms of you know reaching the ultimate goal. And do you feel um, like maybe I think there's a lot of a little bit unwarranted. Yeah, for me, I think like I'm thinking of teams in the NFC East. Like for instance, like um, uh, I think there's a lot of people talking about the Seattle Seahawks and you know like I think you know Geno Smith had a really good season last year you know they got really good wide receiver really good wide receivers they got uh Jackson Smith and Jigba I believe his name is um 
you know, um, they got Tyler Lockett already. Um, and I'm blanking on the other brother's name. Um, uh, what's, the, what's the big boy? Overrated DK Metcalf? Yeah, yeah and they got <laughs> – right. <laughs> overrated DK Metcalf. So they got, wow. like, three – they got three wide receivers. They got Kenneth Walker, who was a stud last year. Shout out to my fantasy team. And um, they uh, – and, like, you know, they got um, – they brought back the defensive leader in, um, in Bobby Wagner to lead that defense. Um, they got people coming back from injury um, um, uh, that, like, really were stalwarts, and they had a top-five cornerback that they drafted in the draft. So I think they have the potential. But, you know, I think that Seattle Seahawks team, in terms of offensively, they were dropping about – um, they were dropping a lot of points last year because they needed to in order to keep up with their defense because their that defense was sorry. And <laughs> some of the some of the some of the changes that they made um, at the defensive front will be beneficial to their development. But we're also banking on Geno Smith, who went thirty touchdowns, eleven interceptions last year. For Man, a dude that was a journey, for a dude that was a journeyman quarterback, I think. Realistically, I'm expecting more so of a regression because now there's some tape out on the offense, and no one was expecting Geno to do that. So, I think if he can, if he can continue to shine and be a top ten quarterback year two as he was kind of in year one and year one leading the offense, then yes, they can reach their potential. But I think that's a that's a lot of ifs, and I don't necessarily think that a brother that was drafted. I believe in the 20, uh, I want to say 2013. I want to say 2013 draft for him to be going that far. And this is the, like now he's all of a sudden figured it out, like kind of feels suspect. So I I expect, I'm expecting a little bit of a regression. I think the Detroit Lions, um, there's a lot of expectations on the Detroit Lions this year. For me personally, I think it's too much. Like Mm -hmm. I don't see them winning the division. I think that the Vikings realistically will repeat as champions. I even have a better, weirdly enough, I have a little bit more. I think because the Packers are flying under the radar, I think that they could potentially do a do, uh, okay. do finish finish better than a lot of people are expecting. So I wouldn't even be surprised if they finish better than the Lions. I got nothing about against Eric Goff. I just feel like the Lions was been while everyone's super high on like how they finished last year. There's been a lot of things swept under the radar in terms of like there's been a, there were a couple of players that were um, caught like the whole gambling incident like uh, and betting so like a couple of their players were suspended or suspended for the year now some of them were major contributors some of them weren't on the defensive front but that's something to keep in mind Jamison mm-hmm. Williams is is suspended for the first six games of the season because of P, uh, performance enhancing drugs and he just got hurt no he was gambling practice. oh he was gambling too all right. My fault. Um, and you know he also mm. he also just got hurt in practice the other day with a leg injury, um, so he's gonna be out for a while. Um, I think they um, they got rid of DeAndre Swift last year. Um, they did, even and, and they're taking and they're taking a chance on that running back that they took out of Alabama. Um, and, who, who's to, and who's to know that uh, who's to now he was a first round pick. Um, and who's, yeah, who's and who's to say that like a lot of people thought that they overreached with that draft pick. Um, so um, I think that there is a lot to be hopeful for based off of last year. 
but I'm not banking on the fact that the Detroit Lions of all like the Detroit Lions have expectations going into the year. Like I don't remember the last time that happened, but like typically and typically when that happens, good things don't come. So um mm. I need everyone to relax on that. Um mm. you know, um Kendrick had mentioned the Miami Dolphins. I was also gonna say that. I think outside of Tua being hurt last year. I would say relatively a lot of the roster were able to stay healthy, especially the key skills position players. Like, I know that um, specifically Tyreek Hill. And I think Tyreek Hill is getting closer to 30, which a lot of people aren't talking about. Um, And, like, I feel like post-30, a speed receiver typically doesn't necessarily have that same burst. So I'm curious to see whether uh, Tyreek Hill can stay healthy this year. Um, And... um, you know, I think the defense, honestly, I know that they uh, I know that they improved their defense and they have a new defensive coordinator. Um, but I am curious to see, like, how they're able to progress. I thought they were more of a middle-of-the-pack defense last year. So, like, I think for them to realistically have to use expectations, they need to be a top-ten defense. And I just don't know if you're going to get that. Um, okay. So, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um my last team is the Cleveland Browns. Just because, like, you know, all the reports coming from camp is that Deshaun Watson hasn't necessarily looked the most stellar to start training camp. You're um, banking on a running back who's 28 years old and counting um, mm. to kind of, like, lead uh, the rushing attack. Um, so I think that's interesting. They have a revamped defense, um, clearly with uh, Miles Garrett still at the forefront leading the way. Um, but I am kind of concerned for them at corner at their cornerback spots. Um, they did get the, the Darius Smith from the Green Bay Packers and uh, and the formerly of the Green Bay Packers and of the Vikings, and he's a pretty good player. So we'll see how that goes. But everything's gonna come through um, to Sean Watson, um, and I just don't necessarily know what the Sean Watson we're gonna get because realistically we're begging him to return back to form. And that form is 2020. Deshaun um, Watson definitely is someone to look out for. Definitely, I forgot about him. I can't believe. So that's my five. All right, that's fair. All solid points, Kendrick. Do you uh, some of the teams that you chose? Do you feel like it's nay, or you feel like you no, know, no? He's pretty fair on some of them. Um, hold on, give me one second. I I got I gotta look something up real quick. So. Deshaun Watson's last season was with the Texans. Yes. Um, was twenty twenty. Hold on. Was it really? That's I thought it was twenty twenty one. Oh. Okay, so it was twenty twenty. I feel like okay. Granted, I feel like mm-hmm. I can understand. I can understand mm-hmm. the Lions. I can for sure understand the Lions because honestly I feel like there is a lot of hype going into them and you know they are trying to bank on a young running back but that young running back sh- has been showing that he's he's going to be a versatile unit a versatile player but they are lacking with not having Jameson Williams because I feel like Jameson Williams highest point he can be is a Deshaun Jackson I mean he he has the speed to do those things but I just feel like that is his ceiling I could be wrong but I can understand that and I feel like with the with the Browns, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a 20-year-old running back because, I mean, Dalvin Cook was around that same age. You saw what he did. Den- Derrick Henry up in age, and he's still putting up numbers. So I feel like 
These things yeah, are so the, you can still manage around these ages because you there's 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 people we can pinpoint a couple people that are up in age that have dominated even dominated last year. Okay. Yeah. You know. Well, we call these we call these the exception, not the standard. Job is very but but Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb is the, but Nick Chubb is the exception as well. He's proven that he's the exception by his numbers and his workload. So I feel like. He got to be included in there as well. He's not the standard for sure. He's nowhere near. He's he's above the standard. So I feel like you got to include him in that exception. Um. Also, I'm listen. I can't. I can't. I can't not yet turn my back on Deshaun Watson and his ability to play because let's look at it. Let's be for real. He, he didn't play one whole year. He didn't play one whole year. That that takes a toll. Then he came back and what he he played what six seven games. Like you want him to, he missed the first eleven games, and then you expect him just to get thrown right back in. And be, like honestly, I didn't really expect a lot from him. I really see him taking the step where he was, where he had like over, where he led the league in passing yards. I see him doing that again because he had now he got he has Amari Cooper, uh, Peoples Jones, and he has another receiver. I feel like he got. Um. Uh, yeah, he got it from the Jets. I'm blanking on the brother's name, but they got it. They gave him. A, they gave the Jets a second round pick for. Um, Oh, uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. That's Elijah who it was. Um, and I feel like, yep, he, he's getting weapons, and he's going to show that, hey, I'm still Deshaun Watson of the Texans 2020. It's just now I have – he's had a full training camp. He's been able to go through preseason and be able to hop right back in and actually start a season and show and show that he's still – I feel like I still have a strong which hope. Is, so I'm, I'm going to stay is, with him. Which I'm is fair. Which is fair, but I'd also make the argument that he's also playing in the toughest division in the league right now. Um, in terms of he has six of, of the 17 games that he had, he has six games against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who always find a way to be above 500 against a, Lamar, a revamped yeah. offense and the Baltimore Ravens. And the only the, the one of the two teams that made it to the AFC championship game last year in the, in the Cincinnati Bengals. So he has he has six games that are already gauntlets. And he's that. So we already know that those six games are pick em games. He could easily go. Oh and six, three and three, or maybe even six and zero. Oh. But those games aren't a guarantee. And if you're telling me whether I'm gonna pick Deshaun, those the Browns teams against any of those other three teams, I have the Browns team each of those against each of those three teams. I have a Browns team as the underdog. Huh. So so I don't necessarily even with the Steelers. They, with the Steelers, uh, yeah. with the Steelers, that with JJ with TJ Watt leading that defense, like that defense is dangerous. That defense is a top five defense with TJ Watt on the field, and you're giving Kenny Pickett and George Pickens, who are coming into their second years, they're not gonna fail. They're only gonna get better. I mean, so yeah, you say that, but then you can also say with the Browns. I mean, you got Denzel Ward. If he stays healthy, Denzel Ward's a top five corner. No, I understand that, but I've seen the Browns have good cornerback play, but also, like, suspect defenses. You know what I mean? Joe Joe Hayden was a stalwart at the quarterback position for the Cleveland Browns for years, made Pro Bowls, made all pros. He, the Browns, those Browns teams was ass on defense. Sorry, but was ass on no, defense, yeah. too. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I hear you, <laughs> but I'm going, I, like, you telling me to But did Joe Hayden ever had a combo, though? What you mean? Like did Joe Hayden have a have a Miles Garrett on the D line that Denzel Ward had? Because I feel like don't like like those are two like those two play so well together. Like like even just like using the Eagles as an example, our corners, 
are good corners. Don't get me wrong. They went all pro. They're, they're good corners. They're like, you know, good to great corners. But I mean, they be go great. They go from great to amazing just because of a, having a solid front line that's disrupting the quarterback all the time. So, I mean, you got Joe Hayden by himself, but then during those times, but who was on the front line helping him out? You know, I feel like that's why, like, Steelers always going to have that top defense. You got a, you got a front line that, you know, with, with T.J. Watt at the front, that's, a, that's dangerous because, listen, the, the defense is won in the, in the trenches. That's how, that's how you establish having a, a, a dominant defense, like with the Jets and with all of them. How they got – even with the Giants, Giants have potential to even have a top-10 defense because they have a dangerous front line that can get to the quarterback and disrupt things, and that's what causes your linebackers and your cornerbacks and your DBs to look better than what they actually are. Mm, I'm not – yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not debating on that, but I'm just – I don't know. I have never believed in – the Cleveland Browns have made the playoff once in the past, what, 20 seasons? And I'm not banking on – and based off of what I've been hearing from training camp so far, and I get it, it's training camp, and based off of historically what the Cleveland Browns defense has been, I'm not banking on the Browns defense being the the difference maker at the end of the day. I think yeah, Miles Garrett going to get his numbers. He's going to have a solid season. You know, like I think Denzel Ward, if he stays healthy, he's going to have a solid season. But it's going to come down to Sean Watson, his ability to make plays. And I – and just saying that it has been some time since I've seen Deshaun Watson do that. It's been three seasons. So I am it's fair enough for me to have skepticism that and when last seen him playing, he I think I forget what his numbers were, but I think he was like seven touchdowns, five interceptions last year. So I don't necessarily I don't wanna doubt the brother, but he has a lot of expectations. He was given a lot of money. And honestly, everyone, there are a lot of people that are honestly rooting for him to fail. And sometimes that pressure can be a lot to take on any man. You could talk about that 2020 season all you want, but he was playing with house money at the end of the day. That, but that, that Texans team was sorry. They just had <laughs> let go of, they had just had let go of um, DeAndre Hopkins. They had traded Texas. him to the, to the, to the uh, Cardinals. The Cardinals, like, yeah. There wasn't a lot of expectations in that Texans team and Deshaun Watson balled out regardless. But when you don't have a lot of expectations, it's a lot easier versus the weight of a franchise being on your shoulders with all that money you were given and all the scrutiny that you had along the way. That's a lot of pressure for any man to deal with, let alone uh, Deshaun Watson with some of the things that he's been dealing with. So, yeah, I'm not banking on the brother just just uh, being like 30, 35 touchdowns, six interception balls, and I need to see it. Okay. And and Gray, that was a great point talking about training camp because that really gives us a great segue uh, to the next topic of this episode. And man, it's a good thing in training camp. Man, training camp. Listen, Kendrick, I'm gonna swing it to you. Training camp. So should training camp should it be something that should worry you? Uh, say for instance, let's say if one side of the ball is more dominant than the other. Like, should you worry about the other side making plays or complimenting? The other side for making the plays, in, in your opinion, what do you think? In my opinion, honestly, I don't, I don't really. The only thing I really pay attention to with training camp is see if injuries happen, because okay, you know who, because like the, it's it's always bound to happen. You people have season-ending injuries during training mm-hmm. camp, and you're like, damn, you're missing out on him. That's a key player. But I, if I am I gonna really take stock into, um. 
uh, my offense beating my defense or my defense beating my offense? I got to be honest, no, because at the end of the day, if my offense is beating my defense, I, I got to be like, and we have, and especially like the defense, we like a defensive team has like, okay, for like, I got to use like examples. I would say like for the Eagles, if I see Jalen Hurts cooking the Eagles defense, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be bad at being like, oh, our defense is sorry. Oh, our defense ain't really, I can't trust him. Because at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts has, has, has shown that he's a great quarterback and can make those plays. So he's cooking our defense and our, and our skill players are cooking our other players. At the end of the day, you know it's going to happen. There's also going to be days where Jalen Hurts can throw three picks on our defense. Our defense is locking down everybody. Am I going to be worried about that? No. Like, like it's like I'd be more concerned I'd be more concerned if I didn't feel confident in both sides of the ball. You understand? Ah, so it's like, so it's like, like, what's a good, what's a team? Okay. For example, I'd be scared out of my mind if I'm sitting there, if I'm a Cardinals fan and I'm hearing we've got whoever they quarterback is and whatever offensive, you know, what their entire offense is cooking their defense without Kyler Murray. I'm looking at my defense and being like, they're suspect. They're suspect. Because I'm expecting that defense to have to do a lot just for them to even be able to win uh, any game. So there's like it just. <laughs> Wait, hold on, Greg. What is it? Hold on, Greg. <laughs> What'd you say, Greg? I said, you know, expectation with the Cardinals. Look, but no, that's a, but like Kyler, Kyler Murray coming back a week eleven. Who name a starter wow. on the defense besides Buddha Baker? And <laughs> oh, um, you know what I mean, like. No, uh, the cornerback. The, uh, oh, Humphrey, oh. The cornerback. Number number seven, the Humphrey. I'm pretty sure that's his name because he was a top pick. So there go another one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you said name another one. That's all I got for you. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, named, I named one. I named one other one. I named Word. one other one. No, no, no. You got it. Uh, no, you got it. That's all I got. Yeah, took a couple of Mississippis, but you got there. Yeah. Hey, listen, I know his number. I know his last name. I can't think of his first name. Uh, and he went to, I think, the University of Washington, I'm pretty sure. So I know, I know a couple things about him. I know a couple okay. things about him. Um, I thought Marlon Humphreys was the boy that played for the Baltimore Ravens. But, yeah, know. again, I got the first yeah. name wrong. I got the first name wrong. It's, that's why I was like, I know his last name has got to be somewhere around there. Now okay. I got to look it up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I ain't mean to blow your spot up. I'm, I ain't mean to blow your spot up. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. Nobody got no expectations for Cardinal. Wow. And they, and they head coach sorry. And they head coach sorry. Oh, that's from a Philadelphia Eagles man. He is sorry. He he's sorry for sure. I ain't even, I ain't want to get into that. I ain't even want to get into that. I'm gonna let him rock. You know what? I can't find the roster right now. I'm, 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 I'm gonna circle back to that. But at the end of the day, for the for the training camp, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna hold much weight into it because if we have you know we have we have a top ten defense and a top ten offense. If they're like like it's also the same thing with the Jets. Am I gonna be mad that Aaron Rodgers is cooking the Jets defense with all the star players with the with the high caliber defense they got? No. Why? Because this is a high these are high profile people with talent that are going to perform. It's bound to happen that our offense is going to cook our defense or if our defense cooks our offense. If they're both top 10, it's to be expected. And I expect that to happen. Okay. So no, I, don't, I don't really pay – I ain't going to hold too much stock into one side of the ball cooking another when they're, when they're both top 10. Okay, Kendrick, that's your answer. Great. Uh, 
I just got to explain it to you, man. I mean, do you agree with Kenny's perspective? And if not, just give, put your two cents on the question. You know, uh, would you At put too many stock day, My stock um, is on the rec- My stock is on the regular season. Brown's if you're, if, if, if you're, good for them. <laughs> Small victory. <laughs> um, nah, um, Browns, um, sorry. Uh, I think that, like, if, I hold the greatest stock in what you're, what you do in the regular season. All this practice stuff don't matter. You, mm-hmm. you know, practice, uh, like, if you perform in the regular season, if we perform, if you're Peyton Manning and I hear Peyton Manning throwing three interceptions in the practice, in, in practice, like, I'll, like, practice is where you're supposed to, like, take risks, take chances, like, implement new play calls, try new things, so you can fit, mm-hmm. see if you can fit the ball in tight windows, what you can and can't do. So for veterans that I feel like have proven that they're, like, consistent, like, I'm not reading too much into it. Now, if you've been shaky or if you had a, 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 a an individual season years past that's been shaky, like, hearing that you're not necessarily performing well in practice is um, alarming. So, like, some of the names that we've heard that have been struggling in terms of quarterback play, like I've heard nothing but rave reviews from Jalen about Jalen Hurts this, this pre, the, about in his practices. Some of the dimes he's been making, some of the plays he's been able to, to make, like people have been raving. Now they haven't been raving about the boy Dak Prescott. That brother is sorry. Throwing interceptions. You got you got Trayvon Diggs talking smack, <sighs> calling him a b word, calling him calling him. You know what I'm saying like doing all that stuff, like. If you're really that boy, you're gonna shut the defense up with your play, right? Yeah. You throwing you throwing you throwing suspect interceptions. I'm hearing things about Deshaun Watson. I'm hearing things that um I'm hearing things that uh the, the fifth round pick, uh Dorian uh Smith uh Roberts or whatever, the dude from UCLA is outplaying Deshaun Watson in practice compared to what he's doing. I'm hearing I'm hearing that the boy um you hear that Trey Lance has been struggling in the practices, and then you see what how he performed in the preseason game, you know. And I'm also hearing um, Brock Purdy has been struggling coming back from his shoulder surgery. You know what I mean? So, like, someone like Brock Purdy, he had success last year, but he also had that UCL injury, you know. And he hasn't had a full offseason as a full-time starter to really implement and get better to get refined. So we're just banking on Brock Purdy being the exact same person that he ended his 2022 campaign being. But, like, when you are rehabbing instead of being able to work on your game and now you're the presumed first-time starter, everyone's expecting him to pick up where he left off, and that may not necessarily be the case. So something to keep in mind, but, like, I think if you're a veteran, like, if I'm hearing that, like, Aaron Rodgers – because I heard of Aaron Rodgers – had seven straight incompletions in practice the other day. Am I sweating Aaron Rodgers had seven straight incompletions in practice? No, because Aaron Rodgers. If I if am I sweating Aaron Rodgers having seven straight incompletions in practice? No, I'm not. But like if you're Dak Prescott and you're supposed to be having something to prove, and everything I'm hearing from camp is the defense talking mad smack to you, you keep throwing interceptions. Yeah, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at you sideways. Because everybody knows that at the end of the day, like, like there's going to be narratives going into the season. And for the Cowboys, the narrative is that Dak Prescott needs to be the one that helps them win games because the defense is going to keep them in games. So it's going to come down to Dak Prescott being able to make plays. And when you're throwing interceptions, yes, it's an elite defense. 
But if you can make plays against that defense, then you should like your chances in that in that Cowboys offense against any defense. But the fact that he's struggling is a is a is a concern that like needs to be kept in mind. So it depends on the player and it depends on the team. If you sorry, you've been sorry, you acting sorry, or you haven't proven yourself, yeah, I'm looking at practice. I'm giving you the side. Uh, if you have regular season out. success, if you have regular season success, like all right, like I'm not gonna hold it against you. But if you start doing that. During the regular season, that's what I'm gonna give you the side on. You earn everything's earned in, in the NFL, and you need, and the currency only lasts a season at best. Mm-hmm. If you only and if you don't have two full seasons of proving yourself, you need mm-hmm. to earn that for a second time in a row. That's the way it goes. That's fair. Okay, Greg, an interesting perspective for that particular question, Kendrick. Uh, before I introduce the new host, if you got anything you want to say, I will say this. Every time I go on Twitter, I see Dak Prescott throwing an interception. That's all I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> I be feeling bad. Like it, I be, I be oh, honestly, I started feeling bad for him because I'm like, bro, ain't no way every this is the only highlight y'all got of this man is them throwing picks. It gotta be one time he caught somebody caught a touchdown that he completed yeah, the pass. I mean, listen, bro, it's like killing me. I was gonna say at the end of the day. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, the brother played 12 games last year and was tied for the league lead in interceptions. How sway? How sway? Anyway, I digress. All right, wait. I'm going to go to bed. That's your court. <laughs> wait, all right. We're going to stick on the topic. I'm going to swing to the new host that just hopped in. Johnny, introduce yourself to the REZP crew, middle snack in the episode. Go ahead, man. Hello, world. Just Johnny tapping back in again, baby. Tapping back in again. Just an analyst, all right? Not an advocate. Just an analyst. However, do I uh, hear a little bit of analyzing of Dak Prescott? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, ain't nothing right. to analyze. It's and called booty and cheeks. It's called booty and cheeks. I'm the bait, so I keep it in or not. I'm going to keep it in. We got to keep it raw and unfiltered. Listen, Johnny, I got to swing yes, it to you. I'm, I'm going to swing the question to you, and then we're going to get on to the last topic of the episode. So, sure. Johnny, let me ask you. Should, should training camp worry you? Should you put a lot of stock into it? Let's say if one side of the ball is more dominant than the other. Do you worry about it, or do you compliment the other side for making plays? Training camp. Uh, do you put a lot of stock into it? Um, only, in my personal opinion, only when it comes down to joint practices. Joint practices is the only time you put your stock in the training camp. Any other okay. time, you're complimenting the other side. You compliment the other side for being better, and you just and you just uh, basically coach the other side that lost on getting better. But when it comes down to joint practices, oh, no, you got to hear it. They got to hear it. If you're feeling, you need to let them know. Like It's definitely a problem in that essence. That would be my that would be nothing with that. Like, it's a lot of, like, I was looking through training camp um, a lot throughout this past, these past couple of weeks. And there's been a lot of battles, mm-hmm. but a lot of ones that really stood out are the ones that mattered against scrimmages and joint practices. Like mm-hmm. when um um I forgot who uh who the Cowboys went against this week in joint uh, last week in joint practices, but namely when the uh, Eagles went against the Browns and I think the uh, Bra- uh the Panthers had went up uh, they had a joint practice I think a couple of weeks ago too, and they have a new opponent That's this week as well. But um yeah, in that notion, nah, I wouldn't really as a coach, I'm not coming at the other side. That's some that's lacking when it comes down to going against because iron sharpens iron in that notion. But if it comes down to joint okay. practices, you gotta give them that fire. 
Greg, before we swing to the last topic of the episode, you have anything you want to say, Kendrick or Greg, in response to that? Or do you feel like you guys can agree with it? I agree. Mm, yeah. We can agree. All right. Are you guys are definitely in agreement with it, so we can't complain, can't say too much. But we're going to dive right into the last topic of the episode. We got to talk about the running backs in the league, and particularly the running back market. So, hey, Speaking about running backs, Ezekiel Elliott went to the Patriots. Anyone want to give your thoughts on that before we proceed? Kendrick, Greg, uh, Johnny, what you want to go first? Um, just to... real, real quick, it's, it's, it's kind of annoying as an Eagles fan that we, we went against this man twice a year and he gets out the division and we still got to play him one more time. That's I like ironically <laughs> annoying, but at this point, well, I'm not, you know, we've been not scared of Zeke because as we all know, we've seen what those bell cow style of running does to you in the long run of your career. Okay. Mm. I don't know. Almost Derrick like Henry a, almost like a Derrick Henry, almost like a Derrick Henry entering to this season, Not, or a Nicholas that, Chubb. Those know. are, but don't, but we know, mm. we're, we're we're leaving out the exception of we can't all be Adrian Peterson, we can't all be Derrick Henry, we can't all be, right. uh, basically like Bill. Those types of talents are coming once every how many couple of seasons? Ten, ten fifteen. But how many? Yeah. But how many? They're not that far apart. <laughs> But how many, oh, how many, how good. many hits until it's too much? How many mm-hmm. hits until it's too much? And that, that varies by running back to running back. Like, that's how, like that, if that Derrick Henry declines this year, are you shocked? <sighs> are you shocked? No. I actually am. Exactly. I'm tired, big ball. I'm tired. I shy. actually am because it's Derrick Henry. I would be because he's given nope. us, he spoiled us with this, with this style of running. Uh, he hit 28. I'm not. He's at 28. Yeah, I will put him. In Twenty eight is that age. I have a small list. Really, I have a small personal list right? okay. of running backs that can run over thirty. Ain't too Nick many. Chubb right? is twenty eight too. But I believe, I believe he's over that. Chubb, another one. I, I put him in a list. I, I believe that I have a small list of running backs that I believe can run past thirty. And I put Derrick Henry in that list. I will put Nick Chubb in that list. It's not too many running backs mm. I put in that list, but. Overall, for the average running back, no, like their 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 long career is long spent. Hence, Ezekiel Elliott going with the Patriots. I wouldn't expect anything from him this year. Derrick Henry, yes, I'd expect a lot from him. But this See, game, but like I said, as a bell cow back though, as a bell cow, it varies according to running back. And in this essence, yes, because of what we've seen before and the type of person we're talking about, like Colin right. said, Zeke. Zeke bell cow status wouldn't it's not as impressive to me as Derrick Henry's bell cow status. He just I watched Derrick Henry. I watched Derrick Henry play last year and with like without as much wide receiver talent, yes, they loaded the box on him, but at the same time there were some differences in his game. He had some ugly outings that like right. I hadn't seen in the box. What do you want him to do? Listen, and I hear you, but at the end of the day, they just lost Traylon Burks, in, in t- and he has an L- LCL injury that he just suffered in practice, either today or yesterday. So you really are re- you're relying on on um, DeAndre Hopkins at 31 years old with limited bursts to carry an Whoa, offense. I- so do you think they're gonna not stock the box this year? Like, what you wanna, do you think's happening? You want to go Kendrick? Because I had a little thing with that because. I, I understand. Where the concept. Yeah, when it comes no, to, no, go ahead, Johnny. Okay, go ahead, Johnny. Real, okay, I'm about to. I'm about to. I understand the concept 
of what you're saying, but these aren't regular players past their prime. These are beyond superstar players that are technically, I guess you could say, past their prime because that would even drop them down to the level of, of above average. We're talking about a Hopkins. We're talking about a – Derrick Henry had 1,500 yards last year, 13 touchdowns. Right. Yes, yes, he did. yes, he only averaged four yards a pop, so probably they had to give him the ball a little bit more. But at the same time, 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns. So, like I said, Zeke going to the Patriots, Bill Cal status, <laughs> is not as impressive as what I'm expecting from Derrick Henry because of what we have seen. Same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. He missed three weeks of the season due to suspension. He almost still let the season in six. He almost still let the season – uh, the, the league in receiving yards, almost. So Ooh. these aren't Ooh. average players that we're talking about. D-Hop, D-Hop, bro. When? Last year? He had when he came back. The year that he had when he came back, he hit the ground. No, 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 no my brother. No, no, no. No, 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 my brother. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. I said, we talk about D-Hop. You, notice how you said the year he came back versus... You talking about last year? Yeah, when he yeah, came, yeah. When, when he came he, back from that, when he came back from, the, from that suspension. That sorry Cardinals offense? Who was who was Kyler gonna throw I mean, the ball now, to? Yeah, he's got you got to force it to him. Uh, Marquise Brown. Well, I like Marquise. Like Marquise when when Marquise when when DeAndre Hopkins came back, Marquise Brown and DeAndre Hopkins really played a game together, and then he got hey, hurt and was on single on injury it. for the rest of the season. I get it. AJ Green should have been yeah. better too. I get it. I understand. Adriel Jeremiah, Adriel Adriel Jeremiah Green, Adriel Jeremiah Green is like thirty, is like thirty five plus forty. Like uh, brothers no, are just five uh, plus forty. No, that's a person. That's five now, I'm surprised you said that. I, I'm surprised that's you said that. pass. Like, like honestly, bro, yeah. I expect hoppers. Like that's like yeah, they'll be okay. Like yeah, it depends. It varies, bro. I, it varies. Like I think I think that status that does he still have it status varies to. Player, when you're talking about generational talents, I would trust certain players to still be able to have something left in the tank compared to a Zeke going to the Patriots. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's all right. Well, uh, hold on a second. Oh, go ahead, Kendrick. We gotta go back to the topic. Listen, I'll, I'll circle it back to the topic. I'll circle it back. All right, but listen, right. I, ain't, I ain't really like Greg and that little slick comment he made about when he gave off Derrick Henry stats and they said they went seven and nine. My man put up 1500 yards. And, and touchdowns. He did all he could. You got to You got to You got to look what at I'm say, you What I'm saying. What I'm saying is. What I'm saying is. Yeah, you, you think 30, it's gonna burn him out? No, what I'm saying is yes, it's gonna burn him out. But I'm also looking at from this, the standpoint of, again, he's their entire offense. He's a 27 year old that's carrying the ball 20 plus times a game, with no like with no like like this isn't a running back by committee. This is a bell cow back. We called in Zika Bell Cow back, but he had Tony Pollard last year. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, like he had. Whoa, 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 whoa. We not I'm, I'm, what, only one person. What I'm, what I, what I, all, all, I'm crying. <laughs> all I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, when I look at when I look at uh, um, um, uh, Derrick Henry, they shoved Derrick Henry down defensive throats last year. Excuse pause. But at the same time, like they also, like, like that's all they could do. So, of co- like for instance, like if of course y'all gonna keep throwing it to the one wide receiver, if he's the only wide receiver on the team, like you know what well, I'm saying? Now, like 
But well, now they have one. They now, now they have two weapons, right? Now they have a you, heck of a wide thirty-one-year-old DeAndre Hopkins. Thirty-one-year-old. Yeah, I Listen, man, I'm tired of you with the D Hop disrespect, man. I'm, I'm getting sick of it, Greg. I'm not even. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Great. I'm trying to tell yeah, you, 31 years old receiver, it, I see what you're saying. A 31-year-old receiver is not attractive. But 31-year-old DeAndre Hopkins is not saying the same yeah, thing. Saying. And, yes. You're saying something different. Not. Yes, bro. No. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not – and I'm not and I, and I want to be clear about what I'm saying. For in order, in order for you to have the Derrick Henry who, who, who isn't stacking the box – you need a wide receiver that is able to get separation at a better rate than at what DeAndre Hopkins was doing with the with the with the um, Arizona Cardinals last year. He's not taking the top off the defense to the point that they're as worried about the deep ball or as worried about him as they are about Derrick Henry. And now, if Traylon Burks was healthy. You could have a different point because I could see Traylon yeah, Burks taking the like top Trey, of the no, defense. But I'm just saying, but <laughs> meaning, well, no, now when I when I say Traylon when I say Traylon Burks, I'm not saying that Traylon Burks is better than DeAndre Hopkins. I want to be clear. I'm saying that the combination huh? of having a Traylon Burks with a DeAndre Hopkins makes you have to be honest as a secondary. It makes you have to be at least be respectful. Because I think Traylon Burks is a more down the field, a better option at this point than where DeAndre Hopkins is, is at his career. But you, the combination Ooh. of the two would have to be would make you feel more like it would it would make you be more honest as a defense than just thirty one year old DeAndre Hopkins. I'm still stacking the boxes on Derrick Henry. Like, what are you talking about, Derrick? DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins going to have to show me. You tripping. Hold on, okay. DeAndre Hopkins okay, going okay. to show me. Hold on, hold on. Now, Greg, let me let me ask you this question, because you said DeAndre Hopkins is not going to take the top off the defense. When in his career has he ever been known to take the top off the defense? What do you mean? I've seen him take the top off the defense. He's, like, I understand that you're saying, like, he hasn't necessarily had, like, uh, the greatest speed in the world. But I'd make a I'd make the point that his ability to get separation at he a, always he, at, he, he can't at, get separation. Yes, he, ha, he he was able to get separation, bro. You could say that you could say <laughs> you could say you went and it. Go ahead, Greg. Finish it off. I'm just gonna say like what we not gonna do is act like DeAndre Hopkins couldn't get separation. Like DeAndre Hopkins literally always could get separation. It now was it the fastest moves in the world? Was it like you know the craziest John? No, but 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 he could get separation, and I'm telling you that the rate of his separation is starting to fall off to the point where it's like now he can still beat you. Don't get me wrong, but am I sweating it as I was sweating DeAndre Hopkins two years ago or with the Houston Texans? Nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna be snoring. But I'm not gonna be. I'm a, if I'm the defensive coordinator. You're not taking them a single primary focus. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm taking my chances on single coverage. I'm not doubling up DeAndre Hopkins at this point in his career. I'm stacking the box on, De- on, De- on Derrick Henry. 
Uh, you you just ignoring his country. And, and, and then Aaron, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then and then and then what we have to also acknowledge is who's throwing DeAndre Hopkins the football? Mm. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sleeping. Put it in the area, bro. Well, first put of all, okay. first of all, okay. it doesn't matter. The one thing, if DeAndre Hopkins has made a name off anything, it's making other quarterbacks look good. The quarterback never well, that is true. I, I, I make the argument, hold on, hold on. I make the argument, though, that you have to have a quarterback that at least has the running ability to put your team in the best position possible. Hold on. DeAndre Hopkins' quarterback, outside of the scrubs that he's had in his career, because he had a lot of scrubs in Texas, before, before, before he got to the, uh, before he got to uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, like, he got Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. Those are mobile quarterbacks. They needed time, and they could be able to create space and the separation and buy time to allow DeAndre Hopkins to get the separation necessary to make those plays. I'm not banking on that Ryan Tannehill. I'm not listening to that Ryan Tannehill. So if DeAndre Hopkins needs to have a three-strike drop, if Ryan Tannehill has a three-strike drop and he got to get the ball out quickly, I'm believing that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be able to get the fine separation in seven minutes or seconds or less. Yeah. Come on, stop playing with me. I'm not picking on that. Are you crazy? At 31, are you crazy? And that's why we have these segments recorded so our fans can hear this and we can go back to this. And let let me tell you something else. The fans, the fans, let me, hold on, and let's be clear. Who decided for our week five recap? I can wait till week five. And, and, and hold on. And let's be clear. Hold on. Be and I, too, final statement. Final statement from me. Let's be clear who the fans are listening to. They are listening to the brother. Or they are listening to the brother on his podcast that said when it was Super Bowl prediction time last year, who's going to the Super Bowl? I said the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. And everyone on that pod except one person said I was crazy. So I don't want to tell the fans going to listen to me because they know I spit I spit facts. And the Hawk is not getting not, that not separation. With players, with teams. With teams, maybe not with players. Apparently, with teams, maybe yes, not with okay. players. Okay, okay. Let's check back in. When the Texans is one in five, and DeAndre Hopkins got two hundred yards. The Titans will not be one in five. Probably not. Probably All right, bro. You right? Because they play in the AFC South. They gonna get a couple wins. You right? <laughs> <laughs> you right? <laughs> you right? Oh, this guy's roof. All right. You know what? We got bring him back. Can't you say you bring him back? But you could bring him back because you guys are too entertaining. I'm glad the fans are listening to this. Uh, but yeah, all right. We're gonna bring him back. <laughs> all right. So, Kenny, I'm gonna start back with you. Is the running back market fair? And considering the signing so far, do you believe it's fair? Or do you believe it's eh? you no? They need to cut these checks. They need to cut these checks. Stop playing mm. with Jonathan Taylor. He's been the uh-huh. post offense. What are you, what are you okay. doing? You out here okay. doing that shit, bro. He's been your offense, bro. He's been paying you money. He's he okay. been your offense. Pay that money. Okay. You feel me? Who else? Uh-huh. Take, oh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs showed out in his contract year. He said, bro, I need my money. I need some more, bro. Like, these people uh-huh. showing out, bro. You playing in my face. You playing in their faces. Now you playing with my money. And that's why it's getting disrespectful. Because you playing with my money uh-huh. and not respecting me. Like, I don't produce. Yeah, I see. Now they I mean, he got he got hurt last year. He still put up over twelve hundred yards. Who? Josh Jacobs. 
Oh, yeah. Josh Jacobs. My fault, my fault. I thought you said Jonathan Taylor. My fault, my fault. He's still but Even Jonathan Taylor. Even Jonathan Taylor. He's still, bro. He's been their offense, bro. It's, it's bound to happen when you the entire team offense. It's Derrick Henry. Last year, but he still, he had a successful good year, too. I mean, he had 1,200 yards. He had, like, 1,200 yards rushing. I'm saying, I'm saying Jonathan, Turner, Jonathan Taylor had, like, 900 yards, uh, like, rushing. But I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, I definitely hear you, but I'm not, I, I'm not upset because I think Jonathan Taylor's situation is a little bit different than anything else that I'm seeing because, like, his contract ain't done. He wants the contract before he steps onto the field for his for his last for his last year. Whereas, like, if I'm the Colts, I'm not upset that I'm not upset with them that they want to see one more year of production before they make a final decision. One more because, year, one more year of production. No, 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 no. Had he bought out last year, he would have more of a point as opposed to. Had he bought out last year, he would have more of a like he would have more of a leg to stand on. But when I last seen you. You had a you you had a, a an ankle injury that you could not figure out, and you gone into the off season and you still have a lingering ankle injury that was plaguing you from last season. And I'm supposed to hand you money? Hold on, I mean, like, but, I mean, he with the team, so isn't that his? Isn't that the medical staff's part too? I understand that, but he also, but he like you're saying if that's the medical staff's fault too. But at the end of the day, the medical staff can only do so much. People's bones and ligaments, and he can, they uh, they all they all heal at different times. We all know the brother that got that got forty year old knees. He's seventeen. We all know the brother that got that's eighty years old. He got seventeen year old knees. So at the end of the day, I can only do so much as a medical staff. If you're not healing the way I need you to heal, there's a problem. But what are you doing for me to heal? Though? Are you giving me the right treatment to my body? So but if also, the same also, if the same tr- oh, go ahead go ahead go ahead brother. But look, but the look idea go goals. I'm gonna just read the John. Um. Okay. You want to talk about stats and what he's done so far his rookie year? Eleven hundred. Uh, over eleven hundred yards. You eleven touchdowns. His second year, bro. He had eight oh. oh, eighteen over eighteen hundred yards and eighteen touchdowns, bro. You're you're preaching to the choir, bro. I don't I don't I don't I remember his stats very well. He's had a very but, impressive career so far, but I'm saying for a a a a position as fragile as a running back position, you have to be almost rock solid in terms of health, in terms of production on the field, and the moment that you look like iron the, the moment you go from looking like Iron Man to looking like a regular man. Because you can't stay on the field, people are going to be a little bit more hesitant to spend that bread. Like, that's all I'm telling you. I know how Bro, good Jonathan gonna... Taylor is. You don't got to give me the numbers, but I'm telling you. But listen, okay, I'm a... you, you say you want him to stay healthy. You want him to stay healthy. You got What about his attempts? The money not going to make him healthy. The money not going to make him healthy. So he got to <laughs> show me he, like, what are you talking about? Like, you like, you got paid a man. You want him to stay healthy. He's not going to be healthy if I give him six. He, he's not going to be more healthy if I give them the bread. So why not wait for me to see what he does this year? Mm. Does it, bro? The mint, bro, you already worked him like that. His first year had 232 bro. carries. His next year, he went to literally 332. Bro, if you're to ask, if this is a question about bro, whether you, the, if this is a question about bro. whether running backs deserve better than what they're getting, I'm not, I'm not here to argue with you. But I'm telling okay. you, in terms of the lens of a GM, like it makes sense. How at much least... more does he need to show, bro? He had Listen, two years where he was over. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has had probably the best career of a running back in terms of in terms of consistency that I've I've seen 
and they durability. struggled to give that in terms of durability, and they struggle in production, and they they struggled to give that man a second contract. When I seen that, in terms of him getting having struggling to make bread, everything else doesn't matter to me. Like Jonathan Taylor has had good years; they don't pale in comparison to Derrick Henry years, and and still he was struggling to get his bread. So you think oh, a brother that got hurt and didn't cross a thousand yards last year is going to be in a better position than Derrick Henry? Come on, bro. We what are we doing? What are we talking about? We already know this is messed up, but that's the that's the way it is. Kendrick, get the last response before you swing it to Johnny. We end it all. <laughs> Go ahead, swing it to Johnny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look something up real quick. I gotta look something up real quick. Okay, so. all right. Listen, Johnny, we're gonna end it off with you and swing it back to Kendrick so we can get his final take. Johnny, do you believe the running back market is fair or unfair? Why or why not? Uh, let me see. Uh, honestly, it's unfair. And I'm actually, this is going to sound, I'm not siding with what Greg is saying, but I'm mm. siding with the, I'm siding with the concept of what he's talking about. As far as if I'm a GM, okay. it's, it's, it's a cold, cold business. This NFL that we watch the players that play in it, us that analyze it. It's a cold, cold business. Right. And at the end of the day, that type of position is a revolving door and it's so replaceable that I don't think the pay rate is ever going to be to what running backs deserve. I think Christian McCaffrey signed the biggest contract for yeah, running back technically. And that's still called people are still calling that criminal robbery. Um, it's just looking bad and it looks like it's getting worse. Matt Miller ready for this y'all Matt Miller. He's an, he's an NFL draft scout. He mm-hmm. tweeted, uh, well, uh, Derrick Henry retweeted his tweet earlier. He said, I've been, and I quote, been saying it for years, draft a running back, play the running back. If he's good, franchise tag the running back one time and then repeat the process. Draft a running back, play the running back. If he's good, you tag him, you drop him, you get another one. Because that position is so much of a revolving door for some reason it, the politics are just going to always supersede the actual reality that these mm. guys need to be paid. They're just going to keep pounding you into the dirt, and they're just going to ship you off, and they're going to move into the next one. Uh, I believe uh, – what, what did Jonathan tell – what was his, one of his most recent tweets? If you're good enough, they'll find you. If you work hard, you'll succeed. And then if you succeed, you boost the organization. And then when you boost the organization – it doesn't matter. You're a running back. That's, these are two. It's it, it, the, the, the cat's out the bag now, guys. The cats have been out the bag ever since the 90s, honestly. Ever since, mm-hmm. like, the, from, from the Emmett wow. Smiths all the way up to the darn Christian McCaffrey's, like, to the update, to, to the Derrick Henry's, to the Chris, mm-hmm. to the, uh, CJ2K's, the, the, like, the Priest Holmes. Any <laughs> running back you can name that stood out in the NFL, have they gotten justified pay? And we finally find – no, they haven't, but we just never figured out why. So my answer to this is, unfortunately, I do not believe that the money back market will change. But at least now we know why. So you, so you believe it's unfair, and you now we know. Okay. All right. Okay. Listen, I got to end this off. Listen, I'm going to end this off. I got to bring back – got to swing back to Greg about, you know, him bringing about Derrick Henry and getting his contract and stuff, right? Um. I'm going to tell you why Derrick Henry had a little tough time getting his contract 
said than a Jonathan Taylor. Also. Preach! First of all, also, I'll say this. I'll say this. Why? Let's just go based on their. Let's just let's go look at their first three years. Both of them. All right, their first three years in the league. I understand it was years apart. It, Derrick Henry's first year in the league was uh 2016. You know how many yards right. he had? Yeah, 490. See. Oh wait. See. Oh, my brother. Oh, 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 oh. I don't even need you to finish this. I already have the answer for. It. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna let you get this off your chest because you did the research. Go ahead. And then, Grant, you'll end it off. No more. Yep, yep, yep. 2017, 2017, yes, 744, 744. He didn't reach 1,000 yards into his third year, and then he went on a streak of three straight years of over 1,000 yards with a 2,000-yard season, and then in that, in 2021, he was under 1,000 yards, and then he jumped back up to over 1,000 yards. But you're telling me that – he had a hard time getting his money. Obviously, if he ain't really showed nothing until his third year versus Jonathan Taylor showing stuff in his first two years and then dipping off slightly because of some injuries to 800 yards and he doesn't deserve a contract is ridiculous to me. All right, Greg, finish it off. Take this one. You ready? Take this you got one. everything you want to say? <laughs> because I, I, I can literally tell you it's as simple as the running back market and the collective bargaining agreement that was in place at the time that Derrick Henry was going through coming up in the league is different from the collective bargaining agreement and the running back market that is in existence today. In 2016, 2017, 2018, you had, you had brothers like uh, Todd Gurley getting contract. You had brothers like uh, Zeke Elliott getting contract. You had brothers... Like, um, I'm, I'm blanking on, there was somebody else that got a, like a huge contract and then just didn't live up to expectations. Um, CJ2K? Uh, you, you can say CJ2K. But like, there was somebody else within that time frame that got a big deal and like kind of just didn't do anything with it. But I'm, all I'm making the argument is to say that you gave these running backs big money contracts, right? for a, a sensitive market that already existed already, and they underperformed. On top of that, the collecting, the collective bargaining agreement already changed that made it a little bit unfavorable because if this franchise tag issue was really an issue, they could have addressed it during, last, during the last collective bargaining agreement so that, hey, for running back, to make it more of a point that we want running backs to either Switch up how much they need to get paid as a running back for the for the franchise tag, or switch up how much they're making, um, or whether they can get a, a franchise tag or not. And now the next collective bargaining agreement does isn't the collective bargaining agreement isn't over until 2030. So you're stuck in and you're locked into whatever the 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 the, the agreements are for that for that 10 year duration. So at the end of the day, the market. And what we were offering running backs at the time is different from now. Now it's crumbs. Before, even, even in 2016, 2017, it was a little bit better than what it is right now. So produ- even production doesn't matter as much as it did before. That's all I got to say for you. And with that, RZP podcast. So, so our loyal listeners, that is how you end the debate. God bless. Good night, America. <laughs> Week five, we're yeah. tapping back in, and we're going to see how many yards DeAndre Hopkins has. Oh, yeah, Greg, you got to be back on this one, man. I'm going to make cool. sure you note that, note that on your That's calendar. Cool. It's going to be on a Thursday. I already marked that down.
That's I got to cool. see this. Got to so, see how this so works. can I ask a question? At Go what point is there? Is, so does, is there no such thing as like? Let's just say DeAndre Hopkins has like empty calorie numbers because like Ryan Tannehill is just passing the ball. Like you know what I'm saying? Like right. there right. are realistic ways where it's just like Ryan Tannehill has just force feeding this 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 brother the ball. Because, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's put That's an over-under on. on it. Put an over-under on it. Put an over-under on it. Don't create oh, no insurance now. You pick Don't it. You pick insurance. it. Wow. Okay. okay. No, I'll let him pick it. Go ahead, pick all right. it. All right, through week five. Hold on. Through week five, if DeAndre Hopkins is over 350 yards, I don't know. What do, you, what do you want the bet to be? I don't know. Yeah, what would you I mean, it's just about who's right or wrong. That's what it really is yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine, fine, fine. Bragging right. Whose point is right? Whose point is right? That's fine. Bragging right. 350 yards through week five. Fine. That's three games. That's three games for 300 yards, and then you cover the rest. Yeah. Okay. okay. With Tannehill as the quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Yep. See, he that's said so that too casually for me. That's fine. Yeah, that's if fine. I was you, if I was you, I was saying with Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback. Now, if he gets 349 or 345 or 340, I don't want to hear it. I'm still arguing. Okay, bro. Fine. You want a great spirit? You want a great you want a great you want a great spirit you want a great spirit? I'll give you a great spirit. Go ahead. All right, you guys are okay. That's the vet bragging rights. Oh, I Yikes. can't wait week five. Listen, Zoinks. Calendars. It will get be a load of this America. Thursday, eight thirty. <laughs> All right, with not that get a load said, of this America. <laughs> So, yeah, you know what? But check us out, America. And definitely, out there ends episode 125 of the Strike on podcast. Shout out to Kendrick Gregg and Johnny coming in, big this way because he wants to be on this so bad. Appreciate you guys, man. Hopefully, the fans enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording this episode. And you can follow us on all streaming platforms. I'm talking about Apple, Spotify. Uh, you can follow us on Amazon Music, yeah. iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, you name it. We're there. Check us out. We're free. Don't got to pay a dime. Uh, you can also check us out on YouTube. You get to see, you know, how the guys really are, how animated we are on YouTube. Subscribe, leave a like, comment, give us your feedback, criticism, good or bad. We want to hear it all. Uh, we appreciate the support. I, we definitely been checking the streams. I know you guys are checking out the older episodes. Definitely, man. Shout out to you guys for doing that. Appreciate it. I'm seeing the love and support. We're definitely going to be way more consistent. Football season is here. September 7th, the official season. Basketball season around the corner, starting November. Uh, you know, a lot of things are starting, man. So we're going to be out here a lot. You're going to see us a lot. So be on the tune. Can't wait to see you guys next episode. Kendrick, Greg, Johnny, love you guys. Appreciate the episode. Hopefully everyone has a great night.